This is the Janine Bureau Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau. Welcome back, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a professor of medicine at NYU Langone Medical Center, an author, a fellow Fox News contributor. Uh, You all know him, and if you don't know him, you've been under a rock, too. His name is Dr. Mark Siegel. Our favorite topic of COVID and uh, the fact that, you know, now there's everything we're finding out that we were told about COVID is proven wrong, the lab theory leak, the mass, the natural immunity. And I couldn't think of anyone better to discuss this with than Dr. Mark Siegel. So, Dr. Siegel, how are you today? I'm doing better than the government officials that didn't tell us the real story all these months, right? Well, I got to tell you, it is it is amazing. And when we think about Dr. Siegel, the fact that you weren't even allowed, you were canceled, you were trashed, you were a conspiracy theorist. And the truth is that it was all they were all wrong. And it wasn't like they were wrong for a minute. It They went on and on about the uh, there not being a lab leak that, you know, it just jumped from the uh, a bat to a human without an intermediary host. And that's just not it. And Fauci is still saying, well, well we may never know for sure. What, what's your take well, on I, this? I, I, I have a lot of take on this, and I'm writing a lot about this right now. I'm doing a, actually a book on it. But, Good. But here's, here's what I have to say about this. First of all, science is evolving. Secondly, you used to go to your doctor to get an answer. And we doctors, physicians, got marginalized in all of this. So it became public decree. And public decree wasn't just a recommendation that I could ignore, like I've ignored a lot of public decrees. Some, some recommendations I follow, some I don't. We were kind of sidelined. We didn't have the vaccines in our office. We didn't have the information. Nobody understood they were supposed to go to us. Now, in terms of the origin of COVID, I got a couple of things to say that will make you laugh. Judge, okay. you know where the bats are? They're in southern China for the most part. You know where Wuhan is? It's nowhere near that. It's over a thousand miles away. I mean, we think China, but when you actually look at China on a map, it's enormous, not just over a billion people, but it's enormous. So the bats are mostly in southern China. You know what the researchers do at the Wuhan Institute of Virology? They go down to that bat caves and they they grab bats. Why would they want to do that? Because these bats are loaded with virus. You know what they're doing in those labs? They're playing with the viruses, not with the bats, but with the viruses. And so to the what end, you Dr. Siegel, to what end are they, quote, playing with the with the viruses? Well, the ostensible strategy here, which I've never agreed with, is that we're supposed to test viruses to see exactly what it would take to get them to the point where they would go from animals to human to human and be a threat to us. We want to know the steps it would take. Well, you don't have to be a, a rocket scientist to understand that in mapping out those steps, whoops, one of those viruses could could slip out. And and that's that's a very a very big likelihood of, of what happened here. Playing with viruses. The other reason they play with viruses is supposedly so that they'd be ahead of the game in terms of therapeutics and, and vaccines. How well did that work out? I mean, <sighs> we, we really we, what we saw with SARS and MERS way back in the day, was mm-hmm. a coronavirus that didn't cause a massive pandemic, didn't. And so fear-mongering lights the fire here of, of the gain-of-function research. And I'm very concerned about it. I, don't, I think it's way riskier. And by the way, we don't have a, a way to know what's going on in these labs. I mean, you talk about craziness. But how does we, anybody, 
Uh, but, but Dr. Mark Siegel, aren't we funding through the World Health Alliance or the Echo Health Alliance a lot of this gain-of-function testing? Yeah, some of it's going on in the United States. Some of it's going on in China. Some of it's going on in the Netherlands, which, by the way, nobody's talking about, which, but I'll talk about, which is that the Netherlands played around with the bird flu virus. Mm-hmm. And they figured out how to get that to go human to human. Who the heck needs that? It's already killing millions of birds. We Are don't they need... doing this to force us to take pharmaceuticals? Or is it, a bio, is it a bio virus that they're looking to kill other people? I think we in the United States, I really believe that it's not a direct link with pharma. I, I think we're doing it out of out of misguided scientific curiosity and preparation. But what do you think China's doing it for? You've got the Chinese mm-hmm. Communist Party there. And, they're, of course, their bioengineering division is very close to the military over there. Now, you know, that makes me very uncomfortable. It should make every American uncomfortable. Well, you know, the the craziest part about all this, doctor, is that when we look back at what they did to us, they, you know, they canceled people. You know, you were a conspiracy theorist and the the mask mandates we now find out did nothing. They did nothing. Whoa. I mean, I remember being in a Dunkin' Donuts. I love Dunkin' Donuts coffee, Dr. Mark Segel. And uh, I knew that. I knew a, that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a woman in there, and, uh, you know, I had my mask on, and, and an, a, another woman in there didn't have it on, and, and a customer went crazy screaming, my daughter has asthma, you're going to kill her, put your mask on. So the woman's looking for her mask. And so, you know, I said to the, to the woman complaining, I said, yeah, calm down. She's getting her mask. And she started screaming. I mean, people were what they look at what they did to us. Look at what China did to us. Look at what the dishonesty did to us. Look at all this stuff about the it's not a leak. It's not a leak. And it was a leak. Well, and our department of uh, the FBI says it's a leak. Our Department of Energy says it's a leak. And then Joe Biden comes out and says we may never. Never know. Fauci says we may never know. What is the Namby Pamby response? Is it because they're afraid of China? By the way, the, you do know. I'm sure you know. I interviewed Bob Redfield, former CDC director, yes. multiple times on this. I've written op-eds in the Wall Street Journal with him on this. And the truth is, he knew because he had the top secret clearance. So they were hiding this stuff as classified information for, for God knows what reason, keeping it from the American public. And of course, we need to know things like this. And also, physicians need to know as they go to treat a virus. You think that we wouldn't have been more aware that this virus might spread asymptomatically, might cause terrible after effects if we knew it came from a lab? I mean, that changes how you approach this. By the way, I want to say quickly something about the masks. Mm -hmm. You know, that's exactly the opposite. You talk about inconsistencies. Mm -hmm. Exactly the opposite of what Dr. Fauci and others were saying, which is we're waiting for the science, right? But there is no science on masks, Judge. They never did a double-blinded, randomized, controlled trial on masks. You know, and people never even wore them properly, and they're not wearing the right masks. So, of course, it was virtue signaling. Of course, it didn't have an impact. What it had an impact on was people's ability to communicate the mandates. Mm -hmm. And the shame of that is that, you know, that that the young children were damaged, you know, psychologically, uh, not Not, just education wise, but the the sociological impact of it. Talk about that for a moment. And the data is in on that. You know, they weren't in schools, which which was ridiculous. Another counterintuitive thing. 
Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you put a kid in a school? You're going to keep them at home so they can spread the virus in their home? You know, it made no sense because in a school you could keep the window open, you could sit people apart, you could you can distance people, you can educate them, and they can socialize. They put the masks on in schools, the the barbaric masks which kids never wore properly. I talked to a child psychiatrist early on in the pandemic, who's who's very rational. I said, "You ever see a, a, a three or four year old wear a mask properly?" He says, "No," oh, and I wow. see them all the time. None of them even wearing them properly, so oh, they wow. couldn't see each other's faces. They couldn't communicate. They couldn't learn properly because, after all, learning is about reading faces, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's about learning. <laughs> you know, some of these kids. I mean, they can't even talk to their friends. They don't even recognize their friends. They don't. They don't understand. Now, they're they're delayed in terms of interpersonal communications. I mean, it's the trauma and 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 the disaster that went on. But the thing that that was very hurtful for me in particular, I, as you know, Doctor Mark Siegel, um, I had COVID early on, and I was able to get Regeneron, but I had that immunity. And, uh, you know, when you test for the immunity, I mean, my antibodies were through the roof. And yet I had to take that uh, I had to take that vaccine. And now they say people who took both vaccines and all the 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 uh, uh, the additional shots the boosters. I mean, they're still getting covid. What the hell did we do it for? And actually, we knew the science should have warned us because we knew that the kind of vaccine this is. It doesn't prevent spread at the at the nose level. So it's like it can decrease severity. It stops the virus from replicating, but it doesn't have a big impact, especially as the virus itself mutates in terms of preventing spread. I still can't figure out how they could force people to take a vaccine that doesn't prevent spread. That's what you call a public health decision to do that with your doctor. You know, is this going to help me? Am I at risk? There's some chance it decreases spread, but the main thing is it decreases severity. And then they wouldn't rehire the people. Let me tell you something, oh. Judge. Here's, some, here's something I've never said before on the air. You're going to love this. I had a head of an ER here in New York City who had just had COVID and didn't want to take a vaccine. And I said, you shouldn't take a vaccine because you have natural immunity from COVID. But the hospital wanted to fire her. I had to go to bat for her and write letters, and eventually it ended positively that she kept her job. But I couldn't believe that a hospital of all places was trying to get rid of a significant employee who had just had COVID, whose doctor is saying you shouldn't have a vaccine right but, now. But that doesn't surprise me, doctor. And that that was part of the it's propaganda. It, it's almost like fascism that if you don't believe this, then you're going to be canceled. You're going to lose your job. What about all the people in the military who lost their job? But what about all of the teachers and the doctors and how about the doctors that were being brought up on charges in california i mean it was just dictatorial it was like the left is is glued to this concept of controlling other people it's a totalitarian mindset but exactly talk- and and you know what it also doesn't lead people to take vaccines because <laughs> if someone's trying to beat the heck out of you you know you try to get away from them not listen well, what are we going to do now? I mean, what is what is the next thing? And this guy, Fauci, I don't even want to talk about him anymore. Why didn't we have like a Manhattan Project with a whole bunch of brilliant uh, doctors who came together and from different virologists? And this one's, a, you know, immune and the, the, the you know, immune doctors. And I mean, why this one guy, this one weasel? 
who, you know, couldn't stop talking for two years and now all of a sudden says, oh, no, we'll probably never know. Wait a minute. You were the guy. You were the king who said you knew everything. <laughs> he, knew, he likes the microphone. I think that's what it is. He likes oh, the microphone. Shame on him. And, and I actually him. agree with you that we needed a consortium of different minds saying different things, listening to each other. The way that science gets strong is when you challenge it, not when you dogmatically assert anything. You challenge some basic assumptions. That's how we move forward. Albert Einstein with the theory of relativity was challenging all known physics. And look what happened. I mean, that's what you do. All right, Dr. Mark Siegel, I love you. I could talk to you forever. I want to thank you for joining us on the Judge Tunnelton Towers Foundation show this Sunday morning. Have a great day, Dr. Siegel. Great to be on with you. Great to be on with you. Thanks, Judge. All right. All right. Always good to hear from Dr. Mark Siegel. And never forget, that's the commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 